0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right-hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly. And it's... oh, it's raining now. It's time for Rain Delay Theater with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy D'Inicio. Uh Today we have a uh, non-game episode for you. It's going to be, we're, uh, we're going to rank uh, some of the uh, top 20 prospects. Rather, uh, we're going to give the worst case scenario for how those prospects might pan out in terms of what players uh, they might turn into. Um, so that's today's topic, but it's episode number 131. So uh, Jeremy, who's, who do you have for your 131 guy?
1: Well, jack, I couldn't uh <clears throat> I couldn't uh resist the temptation to pick this guy. um I picked I went with Homers this time and for one hundred and thirty one, I went with Ken the Hawk Harrelson.
0: Yeah, that's a good call, Jeremy. um and why not? He comes up uh, probably about every other episode on here. <laughs> so you know uh, it's it, jeremy i'm I, I'm either surprised that he only hit one hundred and thirty one homers or um I'm surprised he hit that many. I don't know which one.
1: Yeah, when you when like from um <clears throat> like, I mean I I think this is – he definitely would be in the running from like a like a a bravado standpoint to actual like <laughs> offensive output, um you know I I think like you're not gonna find a bigger chasm, uh, between for Ken <laughs> Harrelson uh for hitting only 131 homers in his career, um it's yeah I don't know I mean yeah just – he I think like he he like tries to like chameleon himself by talking about so many like great players all the time. Mostly Yaz. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but, but, but yeah, like it's, his numbers are, are kind of like mind boggling a little bit. Um, although it, it kind of, I was thrown a little bit because he was on, he like had two years where he played on, um, multiple teams. And then that always shows weird on a baseball reference. But in 1967, he, um, appeared with three different teams. I guess the senators, it looks like, um, The uh, Kansas City Athletics and the Red Sox. Um, But, yeah, kind of like he had like two years out of nowhere where he hit 30 uh, and 35 and 30 homers with the Red Sox. Made the all star team in 1968. Um, Hit 27 homers for the Indians in 69, uh, which isn't bad. Um, Average career average only 239. And even back then, I I feel like back then, you know, not so great. Uh, 740 OPS. Um, so, you know, I think playing career, um, you know, is what it is. Um, certainly like he, uh, he just loved being around Yaz and talking about him so much. Um, (laughs) I was just, I was telling you, Jack, like, uh, before the, um, before we started the, the one tough thing about picking Ken Harrelson is like, I feel like, uh, there's a lot to talk about with Ken Harrelson. Um, Obviously, the broadcasting career, um, the GM career, uh, I think only one year. Was it only one year that he was the GM? Uh, yeah,
0: yes. But there's still a lot to talk about in that one year.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, and then, uh, like, his golf, um, you know, predilections or whatever, like, too. Like, um, you know, the, the the one story that I, I feel everyone knows the story. But, like, he is um, – Ken Harrelson is credited with inventing the, the, the batting glove. Uh, because he used a golf a golf uh, glove um, when he went to bat um, but it also says i was looking at his um his his uh wikipedia and um so after he was traded from the Red sox to the indians he he announced his retirement. Um, and then he like, apparently talked to like his agent and like, uh, to Bowie, Coon, uh, Bowie, Bowie Keen, um, the commissioner. And, uh, I guess it says, and a, there was a contract adjustment by Cleveland. Um, and he ended his retirement, uh, a few days later and returned to play for a couple years. Um, and then, uh, in 1971, he broke his leg, um, in spring training and, uh, he ended up he lost his, his job and ended up retiring mid-season. It says to pursue a professional golf career. I don't know too much about his golf career, like, professionally. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he's obviously an avid golfer.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, he would frequently tell stories on broadcasts where he'd be like, well, I was golfing with Michael Jordan the other day. Um, <laughs> and he was also a world-class name dro- – or is. I mean, he's not dead, but he was he's a, he's a world-class name dropper, too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, yeah, so re- retiring – after he got traded from Boston to Cleveland, like he he was Tommy Listella before Tommy Listella happened.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, also I'm sure also like a mediocre player embraced by the city. So, <laughs>
0: um, you know, yeah, nobody. Uh, what what a, a a jump though from 1967. He hit 12 homers, uh, in total in that season to 35. 1968 so he tripled his home run output um you know they didn't have steroids back then so those were just uh at least i don't think they did so what a what a what a crazy thing he hit uh in 68 and 69 he hit 65 homers um and he finished his career with 131 so half half of his home runs came uh in in those two seasons which is which is pretty weird
1: yeah for sure maybe um he uh <clears throat> you know uh discovered um uh, Ephedrine or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
0: um yeah, I was uh I was walking in Lakeview uh down Broadway. Um I think it was the day after the Field of Dreams game, and I was just uh I was wearing my Scott Carroll jersey, which we've we've talked about on the podcast before. It's uh it's a good uh uh what one of my friends' dads dads would call it. It's it's a good crap shirt. You know, it's just a it's a good shirt to wear when, like, you're not um, trying to impress anybody. Like maybe you got some work to do or you're going to do stuff that, you know, is going to be like you're going to get sweaty or, you know, you have to just go to like Target or something. Um, it's a good shirt to just throw on for something like that. But, I you know, I was walking down uh, south on Broadway um, and I was kind of by, on like Wellington and uh, I was like stopped at a, a crosswalk waiting for a light to turn green so I could cross the street and all, all of a sudden, and I wasn't really thinking about the fact that I was wearing this this White Sox jersey, but all, all of a sudden, I just hear White Sox baseball, whoop, 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 and like it, it took it took me a minute to register uh, what was going on, and then like I looked to my left across the street, and there was this bar called Monsignor Murphy's, um, mm-hmm. and like they have a patio that's kind of raised about uh, you know eight ten feet off the ground, mm-hmm. and there was just this this guy. Looking down at me, he had sunglasses and a baseball hat on, and he was clearly the one who had yelled it. He was like an old guy, and he looked like Hawk Harrelson, and uh, and but but I looked at him, and he didn't. He kept like a stone face, like he had that Hawk Harrelson look on his face, where he looked like like just kind of I don't know, kind of kind of an asshole, and like he wasn't he wasn't smiling. But like he yeah. just had like you know I don't know I don't know how to describe that look, and kind then of like, like
1: an inst- instigation like an antagonizing smirk. A yes, bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know he he was clearly the one who yelled it, and I looked at him, and then like we just kind of looked at each other for a second, and then I looked away and I I kept walking. Um, and the way the way he was leaning on this patio, um, it was like he uh, you know he was like Al Swearingen like on his balcony in in Deadwood <laughs> or something looking out over the thoroughfare, um, right. So, yeah, it was just, I, you know, uh, it it was almost like the ghost of, of Hawk Harrelson had yelled that uh, at me. And then, like, you know, five minutes later, I went into a Chipotle and there was a guy wearing uh, a white sock jersey that looked just like mine. And like I could feel somebody's eyes on me. And so I looked to I looked to my left again. And this like guy in this white sock jersey was just like staring at me like almost wanting me to say something to him and I was like I don't want to talk to this guy just cuz we're both wearing white socks shirts and so I just ordered my food <laughs> and I left but um I can't, I can't wear this I can't wear this shirt out uh, anymore until the season is over man like it's just a it's well, just a it's a lightning rod
1: yeah uh you're you're asking for a lot of trouble just wearing that shirt to not a white Sox game. I mean, like, <laughs> And you're asking for a lot at a white Sox game too, but I mean, it's just like, it's a, it's open season out there. Uh, especially for like a Scott Carroll It just brings up so many questions
0: that, you know,
1: you, yeah, you're going to find yourself in some kind of conversation that you probably don't want to be in Jack.
0: No. Um, so yeah, I, I felt like I was at a white Sox game without, without being at a white Sox game that day. Um, but uh yeah, Hawk Harrelson, um uh pretty interesting. He he would al- also always bring up the fact that he hit two thirty nine. Um, I think maybe mm. somewhat self deprecatingly. Uh but um yeah, you know, just not a very remarkable playing career.
1: No, not not so much.
0: <clears throat> I uh Jeremy for my my guy, I picked Pat Hentgen.
1: Oh nice, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So Pat Hentgen had one hundred and thirty one wins, um uh spent a lot of his career with the, uh, the Blue Jays, um, he actually won the Cy Young uh, one year, too. Uh, what, yeah. What's weird, though, is when I was looking at his stuff, um, uh, his stats, I, so I remember Pat Hentkin, but I, I would have mm-hmm. told you that he pitched in, like, the late 80s and, like, early and mid-90s at the latest. But, you know, his oh, okay. career spanned from 91 to 2004, um, you know, he was one of the better pitchers in baseball, well— Nah, nah, that's a stretch. He he had a couple. He had a couple of good seasons. Um, he won the Cy Young in 1996. He had a 3.22 ERA, um, and he was uh, 20 and 10. So that was must have been back when wins were like really you know valued a lot more. Um, yeah. He he ate a, he ate up some innings. He pitched 265 and two thirds innings, which would be un, unheard of today. <sighs> that's um, crazy. Yeah, that's that's a lot of innings. Only struck out 177 that year, and never a, never a real big strikeout guy um but yeah he did win a Cy Young he made three all-star teams oddly enough he didn't make the all-star team the year he won the Cy Young award um but yeah I I looking at his numbers here I recall him being a lot better than he actually was um he had a 432 ERA over four, uh parts of 14 seasons so that's not too good
1: <laughs> yeah no I yeah I guess so yeah I mean like <clears throat> you know, I, I, I talk about my like my dark period with baseball where I kinda lost track. Like Pat Henkin was a guy that I knew of and then kinda like lost track when I kinda went into my dark period, but he still kept playing and I just wasn't I just wasn't aware of it. But yeah, like uh appeared in four games in two thousand two with the Orioles with a seven seventy seven ERA, that's uh that's about as ugly as it can get. Uh, without that, hitting uh, yeah, those digits. are
0: those are Jake Jake Arietta numbers right there.
1: Oh well, no, Jack. You must be mistaken. Jake Arietta's you know, he's he's really good still. <laughs> he's like, you know, the ace. He could be an ace, you know. If <laughs> um, but yeah, um, but did they did the Padres release his ass yet? By the way, uh,
0: I know he got hurt. I don't know if he got. Oh, right. That's
1: right. That's right. That's right. Of course. Yeah. He got he got hurt. Um, it's it's crazy how such a tough, like you know, strong willed guy can keep getting hurt.
0: Yeah they they um, call him they call him Beast at home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure that's, you know, that's where his uh, intelligence level ranks as well. on, on a scale, <laughs> But, um, but yeah, uh, but yes, no, I, I used to like Pat Hankin. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess for like, you know, one, two, three, four, five years, throw one of those out. He was, he had a good run, but, um, that's, that's you, you, you want a little bit of a longer run than, than five years, but but yeah. So uh but that, yeah, that's a good one though. Definitely someone from our from our childhood.
0: Yeah. We, we should do an episode on Jeremy's Jeremy's like dark period of baseball. That'd be a <laughs> that'd be a good one. I don't you may you probably wouldn't have much to add to it, but uh um, right. You know. I actually it's kind of good Jeremy. My like, you know, when I first started watching baseball is almost kind of like your dark period a little bit yeah. when I was, you know, the guys I remember a lot. So it you know, kind of a nice uh, you know, fi- I I kind of fill the gap nicely there, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tell me about what it was like in uh, Todd Helton's first couple years in
0: the league. Um, Yeah, you know, based on Todd Helton's – I was going to make some joke about how he – had two duis but uh, not that there's n- never mind never mind
1: <laughs> i, um, yeah, I didn't even, i'm not sure if i knew that one yeah, so, yeah 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 okay. i think so because
0: like you know so, somebody had written an article about like how todd helton is a possible hall of famer and then a bunch of people were like oh he's a terrible person though so and then i looked it up and yeah so i guess he's got two duis so there you go Interesting. um okay. yeah uh so jeremy um uh you mentioned to me earlier today, um, we were talking about this a little bit. The tops lost the contract for, um, cards for major league yeah, baseball cards.
1: Yeah. They lost, <clears throat> they lost the MLB license for cards. Um, they still have it for a couple more years, but, um, they were outbid by fanatics. Um, the MLB went with their bid. Um, so what that basically means, you know, this is, this is sent just fucking utter shock waves. Uh, luckily I was driving home from St. Louis at the time. Um, but sent shockwaves through the through the card collecting world. Um, <clears throat> basically, what that means now is that Fanatics now has uh, the license to use like like the full license to use like logos and team names uh, on their cards and their their products. Um, or well, cards really. Um, I guess card related things. Um, Tops. So Tops has it. They've had it for seventy years. This is the seventieth anniversary of Tops. Um, there's another brand, Panini who um if you remember back in my child in my childhood uh, they made like sticker books but they're like an Italian company i guess and like they um they have the players license so they can make cards but they can't use the logo so you know there were cards back in like the 80s like if you got you could, you could get cards in like a box of like purina dog chow or something <laughs> and like it would have like a picture of Nolan Ryan with like the the like colorful like orange and yellow and white jersey but with no team name on it and like a hat with no logo and they did they just look so fucking lame as kids and so panini can make those but they have the license for everything else for basketball uh hockey or basketball football and and like um uh some soccer i guess tops has some soccer as well um soccer's kind of split um but uh yeah, so it's it sent shockwaves. Um, you know, right now it's not sh- clear if like <clears throat> if Fanatics is gonna like buy or like buy tops or absorb them or like maybe option the, the, the name so they can use like their the the name tops because the name of tops is so synonymous with baseball for for as almost as long as cards were around. Um so it's kind of a dark day in like card collecting um that this is gonna happen. I guess it doesn't take full uh, effect until 2026, 20, I think. Um, yeah. which is a, That's a
0: long, point. that's a long ways away.
1: It is. Yeah. Um, it's certainly enough time for tops to ring like more money out of, uh, consumers. Um, but like ha- being a collector and dealing with tops customer service, it's, it's really horrible. Um, and, uh, it's one of those things where like, when you don't have like real competition, like, you know, sometimes it, you know, the, the, the companies, uh, lag a little bit and like, don't, you know, put out like quality products and sure. Look at so, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so like, so, you know, it, it, it was kind of lagging there, but like, it's still like a shame that, that the name tops, like, yeah, it's i like, you know, the, the Mickey Mantle rookie card, uh, Jackie Robinson rookie card. Um, just all these like classic cards that you can think of, you know, we're all, we're all made by tops, um, since like 1951. So it's kind of a sad day. So I hope that, um, I mean, I guess I hope that fanatics buys them, but that also sucks because like tops is, they are their own company. Like they're an independent company, I guess. Like, um, you know, they, they're not, they they're not owned by a conglomerate. So like, I mean, I don't know if it's fair to say, because I think Michael Eisner is the owner of tops, but like, <laughs> but they still started as like a, you know, a chewing gun company. And so like, I don't know if I'm rooting for another company to, to buy them, but at least if it saves like the name and the brand, then I guess um I guess that's the best case scenario.
0: Well Topps had some cool ideas too. I mean the Topps Now cards were cool. Topps Heritage was yeah. uh you know, that's a great that's a great idea and such a such a popular uh line. So um yeah, I mean, you know, here's hoping that they don't turn into what is it, Donruss, where they can't they can show the pictures of the players but they don't can't actually have logos.
1: Yeah, well so Donruss like is that the the Panini like owns the Donruss name and they've, they've okay. kept that, that name alive. <laughs> you know, oddly, I don't know who was clamoring for, for Donruss cards to come back, but so, yeah. So like they, the, you can buy Donruss cards nowadays, but they're like, they're owned by Panini and like they, they, yeah, they cannot have the logos. Was,
0: um, was there, there used to be more than one card company that had the licensing for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: In the, in the early eighties, um, Donruss Fleer upper deck leaf mm-hmm. uh like all these companies like had the license and then it it went it went like it went like exclusive at some point when I like stopped collecting cards um and then like when I got back into it I was like hey what happened to all these other brands um but uh but it also led to like what they call the junk wax era where like all the cards were were worthless so mm-hmm. every every company just made like hundreds of thousands of co- copies of each card and so like they're like kind of like they kind of worthless from that era but yeah so i don't know um it would be a shame if like tops continued and then like couldn't use the logos That would just be so sad so i don't know
0: well um i, I guess we have uh, quite a bit of time to find out what is 2025 that's you know that's for 2022 23 24 and 25 so they still have four seasons four full seasons left before 2026 so you know some, yeah. something will get figured out we yeah. weren't even doing we weren't even doing this podcast 4 years ago
1: that's that's true. So, um, maybe uh, financial will own us <laughs> here's, here's hoping uh, I mean, that that's one acquisition that I, that I have no shame in having, please fucking buy us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but anyway, so yeah, we'll see about that. But, uh, it's kind of a bummer, kind of a bummer. Um, in in the spirit, like it's a bummer because of tradition uh, and baseball is so rooted in tradition. Um, we should talk about we we kind of caught it. The game it happened at a bad cycle. Like we had just recorded an episode and hadn't put it out yet, but we should just talk real quick about the Field of Dreams game. I think it would be we'd be remiss to, to miss that. So. Um, yeah, Jack. Um I don't know how much of the Field of Dreams game you you caught, but like what were you I was your, only uh, able to catch a
0: couple of innings cuz I was I was working late and then I uh you know, I caught a little bit of it while I was on the train um on my phone. I liked uh, I will say I liked the uh, the uniforms that they were wearing. I thought that mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Um especially like the white Sox hats looked neat. Um you know, I saw a lot of pictures on Instagram with like John Carlos Stanton and the corn and stuff. So I thought mm-hmm. that was neat. Did they show Kevin Costner throwing out the first pitch?
1: Well, okay, so yeah, I, I maybe I should run this down since I, I, I I did get to see pretty much all of it. Um, yeah, they they came on the air and like, um, Kevin Costner came out of the the corn and, um, was like walking around and like they were playing like the music the um the the classic score from from Field of Dreams, um, and like he he walked in from like you know the outfield and was like kind of wandering around and it kind of took a while and it was, it was kind of, that was a little weird because like he looked, he, he kind of, you know he's getting a little older and he looks kind of confused a little bit. It was kind of that, that was like kind of, it got a little hairy right there, but then they, he gets to like about like right behind the pitcher's mound and the camera like arcs around him, like circles around him and you can see like right field over his shoulder. And then you just see the players like emerge from the corn, kind of like the movie. And it was fucking really cool like really really fucking cool. Um they had like a drone um overhead that was getting a lot of shots um of the of the game so that was really cool. Um but the players came out and uh, they kind of came out together both teams kind of just like just like the movie. Um and then <laughs> then it was weird cuz then Kevin Costner he didn't throw out the first pitch. He like gave like a speech basically like a a self congratulatory speech about how like you know we we did something special back in 1989 and you know, I'm I'm really glad that we're we're keeping it going. Um, so it's like you know, okay, you know, a little humility, little humility, little modesty. Kevin Costner couldn't hurt, but I I don't I don't think that's what you really want in your Kevin Costner is for him to be humble,
0: right? But I, I yeah, yeah, I read some of the transcript of that speech. I think he was like, we made we made a movie that stood the test of time or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, I mean. I guess it's true, but it's also, like, let someone else... Let fucking, uh, you know, Roper say that. <laughs> like, Richard Roper. Like, I, I don't know. Like, fucking... I don't know, some Someone um, from Entertainment Weekly or something. I don't know. But, like... Uh, but, yeah. Usually you don't appoint that yourself, I guess. But, um, but anyway. But, like, yeah. The game itself, I mean, was cool. It's like... Listen. I think that the, they used juice balls uh, in the game. Um, but, like, you know, it's also it was also really cool to see a home run get hit into the corn. So like, I mean, fuck it. Use, use the juice balls. Like, you know, there were, there was like, God, I don't even know five, six homers in that game, maybe more. Um, and so like, yeah, it was, it was cool. I got to say Tim, like MLB MLB should give Tim Anderson, like a $5 million bonus or something for hitting that Homer. Because like the way it ended was just amazing. It couldn't have ended any more like, fantastically. So like, um, that, that helped cement it all, but it was still going to be pretty cool no matter what. Um, it, the socks were kind of like up comfortably. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the fact that the Yankees came back and tied it up and then, um, the socks went back and won it like on a walk off Homer was, was just amazing. So, uh, they had like fireworks that went off, like immediately, like right after the Homer went over the the, the fence, it just like, they just they nailed it they like 100% nailed it it's it's so weird there's so many times where like you you know we complain about stuff like MLB and what they do and complaining about tops and you know there's 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 so many things that that deserve ridicule and i got to say that they really nailed this so i guess you know
0: you tip your hat to them in this situation well the the cubs are playing there next year it's going to be cubs and reds
1: yeah that's um that's that's the the postscript to all of this is um you know the tickets were going for like i i wasn't really watching tickets and like I don't, everyone and their mother wanted those tickets I think like i think I don't know if the only way to get them was like through like iowa iowa residents were like entered into like um a raffle to to mm-hmm. buy them um I don't know if there was if that that accounted for all the tickets plus like whatever m l b comped to like fucking uh judge Aaron judge's girlfriend or something but like <laughs> um but but yeah, so I don't know if there were even like a hundred tickets put to the general public but like as of like the day before, I le- I checked StubHub and they were like a thousand dollars. Um, and uh, man, it would be hard to pay a thousand dollars to see this Cubs team. Um,
0: yeah, I was gonna, um, gonna say to see a a game in a regular season game in August, uh, Cubs versus Reds. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> could be that's it's a little rough. Um. You know, it was it was certainly special, and like I would uh, I would uh, I'm gonna you know I'll pull out all the stops and see what I can do um, to to go, but uh, but yeah, it uh, it was really cool. Maybe it'll be a little cheaper because it's not the first one. Sure, um, yeah. But uh, um, even at like seven, even six hundred dollars is a lot of money.
0: Yeah, um, I wonder what. Yeah, what are they going to get Timothy Busfield to throw out the first pitch <laughs> next year or something?
1: Yeah, right. And he's like, we made a show about an overlooked group of people. <laughs> it's like, Oh no, that was 30 something. Uh, sorry. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah. So, or yeah, or you can talk about revenge of the nerds. I don't know. But...
0: Or wasn't he in, uh, was he in little big league? I think he was. Yeah. yeah nice. Yeah, he there was. you go. There you go. Yeah.
1: I guess you know, typecasted as a baseball guy, I guess. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, anyway, the, 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 the game was, was awesome. Uh, and, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jack, if we can go if we can get like legit legitimate in the next year and get press passes for the Field of Dreams game, that would be that that's that's the only way we're going to see that. Those porn.
0: those press passes would probably not be issued by MLB.
1: Uh yeah, like by Universal Pictures maybe or something. Right, right. Yeah. I know, yeah, we'll have to like yeah, I know, right. Maybe like we'd have a better job of getting like an internship at like universal pictures and, and getting in that way or becoming Kevin Costner's personal assistant.
0: Right. Um, yeah. One of my, but, Hey, one of my buddies one time, uh, who was working as a server and he waited on Kevin Costner. So I've got, yeah, you, know, you know, I've got a connection right there.
1: <laughs> Hopefully he <you> didn't <laughs> spill hot tea on his lap or something. But, um, cool. So, so yeah, that, that game was very cool. Um, I ended up going to the, the following socks game, which was two days later Um, Jack and uh, I so I got tickets from my uh, organization that I work where I teach and um, the um, so uh, United Airlines gifted our organization four scout seats uh, to the White Sox game. And uh, I was able to bring three of my students with. uh, So I had like three seniors who who had been with me for like over like like several years. And so uh, I wanted to reward them. So I brought them to the game. Um, but they were scout seats, so they were right behind home plate, nice, like, padded seats. Um, and it also meant that we got access to the stadium club uh, beforehand. So it was, like, <clears throat> all-you-can-eat, like, buffet, food, table service. Um, it was all-you-could-drink, too, but I was uh, – they, they ordered me to not have – not that I was going to anyway, but I was, I was uh, you know, uh, relegated to, to not drinking alcohol while chaperoning <laughs> my kids, which um, was – a good move that i didn't need to be commanded to do but um <laughs> you know but uh but yeah so but like man jack the food was amazing
0: like yeah what did what did they have was it ballpark food
1: well you could get ballpark f- foods and food in the seats but um in this stadium club it's like the huntington bank club or something like that um it's nice it's first of all it's in the it's in the corner, like. I thought that those were like the press boxes, but it's like the stadium club. Maybe they moved the press boxes, but like, so it's like the glass windows. You can see the field, which was cool. I actually missed the first like inning because we were like finishing our food because the parking was a fucking debacle. I got like awesome parking, like right next to the stadium, but the, the people directing the traffic were, were like insane and just didn't care. Like they just didn't care. They were just like, go this way, go that way. And like, I got the wrong directions three different times and like the traffic was crawling like it was an absolute crawl and i almost like lost my i almost lost it i was i was getting there i made sure to get there an hour and a half early when the gates open so i could like eat food for an hour and a half yeah before the game started and i ended up it took me like 45 minutes to get from like to go to drive around uh the Sox park jesus uh it was it was a nightmare um but finally got in and uh got the food so it's like these awesome like Really cool seating. You could see the field um, buffets uh, of food. Uh, so they had a carving station. They had these huge, these big T-bone steaks that they would cut you a piece off of. Um, and then they also had uh, just uh, this really good, like rosemary garlic chicken or something. Uh, there was uh Jack. I think I had the best brat I've ever had in my life at the soc- at, in this, in this uh, stadium club. They had beer brats. Um, in, like, a chafing dish with, like, sauerkraut. And these brats were fucking amazing. They were so good. It was, like, they were, like, they had this crazy snap. Um, like, really, really good. Did you have uh, just one? I had two. I nice, had two. So, nice. All right. So my, fir- my first serving, I got, like, a piece of steak. I got a piece of chicken. I got mashed potato. They had these, like, cheesy mashed potatoes, which were really good. Uh, and a, and a brat. And, uh, I went, I told my kids, I'm like, you guys are just going to see me eat like a pig. Like, sorry, like, it's <laughs> just, it's just going to happen. Um, then I went up again for, I got pretty much the same thing, uh, except no steak this time. Um, and I replaced it with uh rigatoni and then, uh, some like crab dip. They had this, like, cr- this, like La Crusette, like <laughs> pot of like crab dip that was like warming and it was fucking amazing. So like that food was crazy good. Um, and then you go to the, the seats and the same servers come out there and they're like serving you and they, they just walk around. They have like a big, like c- cooler of like hot dogs or, or polishes, And I think they had burgers too. Um, and it's like, we were sitting down for an inning. Uh, they there's just like popcorn peanuts and they just like hand you a bag of popcorn. Um, and then like a, an inning later, uh, someone comes by with like a serving tray with like just stacks of ice cream. So there was like ice cream sandwiches. There was like those old school like um, eclair, like the strawberry shortcake c- uh, things. Um, there was like a cone, like a drumstick kind of cone. There was like rocket pops. Like it was insane. And then they like each made like two or three rounds with with that same food, like with the hot dogs, with the peanuts, pretzels, uh, or popcorn, and the ice cream. It was it was crazy.
0: Jesus and I ate Christ, a dude! A shit ton
1: of food. Yeah. So I, I all told, I had three dogs. I actually only had like a dog and an ice cream and some popcorn out in the seats. Um, and, uh, but I, I loaded up inside of the stadium club. So it was uh, pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. I, I've never sat in those before. I, I wonder, uh, you know what, what they would go for if you were, you know, just trying to buy them from y- stuff. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I think they
1: might be like a couple, like maybe like 200 bucks. Maybe. Uh-huh. Sure. Maybe something, maybe more, maybe less. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, it's like I would – I was like thinking it's like I could probably do that, like probably go to StubHub and buy these tickets again just as a treat. But it's like I wouldn't be able to enjoy it as much because it wasn't free. I would be paying $200. Right, um, sure. So it was <laughs> – it's funny when you get those things. Like I'm lucky at, the, at my job. I get these perks or whatever. But it's like, you know, you I'm happy about it. But I, I'm, I tend to <laughs> err on moroseness a little bit sometimes. And I'm like – I'm probably never going to do this again in my life. So it's like, it's like I, you, I enjoyed it. But at the same time, I'm like, this is the only time this is ever going to happen. I got to appreciate it. So
0: man, what if your job was like, uh, you know, you, you can't eat like a pig while you're chaperoning these kids.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. If they said like, take it easy on the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would be like, Ugh. like I would probably, I would, uh, I don't know, get a disguise or something or whatever. I don't know. I'll <laughs> pay off my kids to not report me.
0: Well, that's, uh, yeah. that sounds like a, uh, yeah, that sounds like quite a time though. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious about these brats and that, that crab dip now. So, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, uh, maybe next year for like a Monday night game, we'll have to see what the, the tickets are like for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh man, it, I can't believe that. Like, you know, you, I think you go to other cities or whatever and hot dogs are different, but in Chicago, like you can go to any fucking place that has like a Vienna beef, like sign on their door and like get a pretty damn good hot dog. Um Wrigley Field has good brats, but these brats were like so good. I can't like I was telling my I told my kids, I'm like, this is I think the best brat I've ever had in my life. So
0: God damn, man.
1: Uh, pretty damn good. Okay. Um last thing, Jack, that I have to say, just like I mentioned it earlier. I was uh I came back, I got home yesterday from St. Louis. Me and my wife went out there for a week. Um the the Cardinals were in town. Um uh, yeah, they were but playing I didn't the Brewers. Go. They were, yeah. Oh, gee, I, I forgot to send you some pictures, Jack, but there were a lot of Brewers fans. Uh uh, at the tourist attractions, uh, when we were there. So we, we did like some tours. This is our first time spending time in St. Louis. So we did some of the more touristy stuff. So we went up to the top of the arch, um, and we were like right in, right behind a c- couple of Yelich's, uh, in line. Okay. Uh, Brewers fans. Um, they, they won that game. That was the first game of the series. Uh, but we did get to the top of the arch and the, the woman, uh, from the couple, um, was like sitting on the floor. She was like freaking out. Like she didn't oh, want to oh, like really? look out the window. Yeah, um, but uh, but they they ended up winning. So um, I I was thinking like I hope they're not sitting in the upper deck because she, <laughs> might, she might get paralyzed there. But um, uh, but uh, but yeah. So like uh, yeah, there were a lot of Brewers fans in town. Um, didn't I've gone to I went to two Cardinals games back in twenty, third twelve or twenty thirteen. I can't remember. Uh, within a week of each other. I drove down to St. Louis twice, which is fucking crazy because it's like a five hour drive uh, one way. Um, and uh, so I did that. I went there and back in the same day twice within a week, within like six days of each other. Just yes. <laughs> stupid. Um, one of them was uh, or they were both playoff games, though. So I guess that was cool. But uh, so I, I didn't really need to go to a game. Jack, I did go. We went to this like one area of St. Louis that has like antiques. Uh, antique shops and whatever. And so we went into this one antique shop. Um, We went into this one. It it was weird because like a lot, a lot of the shops were closed. They're usually, it seems like they're only open on Saturdays. We went there on like a Wednesday afternoon. Um, And sure enough, there was this fucking like weird shop owner guy. His name was Don. um, And he was in there. And I know his name because he talked to us for like an hour. (laughs) Like he kind of cornered us and talked to us. Jack. First thing he said to us, we were wearing our masks inside. Uh-huh. He he comes up to us and he's like he he like points at like his face where his mask would be. He's like, you know this? I, I don't get it. I don't get this. And we were like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> um. Then he proceeded to say that he was vaccinated, which then sent. He's like, I'm vaccinated. I, you know it's fine, whatever. <laughs> like, uh-huh. and like he was he was sending mixed messages at best. And 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 really maybe only the the only mixed message was the fact that he was vaccinated. I think he was saying that some some stuff he, he asked us about he's like uh, you're from chicago he's like well wh- okay tell me tell me about the crime there like you know Ugh. run it down for me and i was like oh jesus and then like I, you know i would say something and he'd be like yeah yeah you know they say that but uh you know i don't believe that and like so anyway he was trying he was trying to tell us like different places to go or whatever he's like oh you know go to a game and he's like he's like hey you know uh Cardinals tickets, uh, you know, a buddy of mine was telling me that, you know, they're only $5 right now. Like people wow. aren't going to Cardinals games. And so, you know, you can get in for five bucks. And, uh, I just, I felt like compelled to report that. Um, because, you know, first of all, best, best fans in baseball. <laughs> um, you know, apparently St. Louis Cardinals are drawing a similar, granted, this is from a somewhat unreliable source in Don, the antique shop owner, but, sure. uh, According to him, there's a uh, five dollar uh, Cardinals tickets, um, much like you know White Sox. And honestly, we haven't been able to pay five dollars for Sox tickets this year, but uh, but yeah, there. I guess if you uh, if we have any St. Louis listeners, um, actually, you know, don't start your own podcast for <laughs> where you go to White c- 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 where you go to Cardinals <laughs> games and pay five dollars. But uh, I guess the the opportunity is out there for you.
0: Well, I mean, you know, I guess when you pick up Jay Happ and, and John Lester yeah, at the trade, when those are your trade deadline acquisitions, I guess those are the ramifications of that.
1: Yeah, just give the damn uh, division of the Brewers, I guess, huh?
0: Yeah, I, Jeremy, I was, <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of hoping you would, you would post some pictures on on Facebook or something, because I, my, my, I was immediately going to comment, "What are you doing here, taking pictures?" <laughs> um, <laughs> was go on my, home now. Yeah. yeah. You need to go on home. And okay. Yeah. That was, that was good stuff, Jeremy. I think that's going to, you know, in the, in the, uh, narrative narrative of this podcast, I think that'll be a, that'll be a big one. <laughs> classic um, moment,
1: instant classic, uh, Jack, real quick, before we move on, I just want to say, I wore my Expos hat down there because I wasn't going to wear a Cubs hat. Sure. Um, yeah. you and, uh, guy. got, yeah, got a lot, a lot of comments about the Expos hat, um, from yeah. like uh, a guy at the zoo said, Oh, Expos, uh, that's a great, great, great team. It's like, too bad they don't exist anymore. I'm like, <laughs> Yep, yep, too bad. Uh, one guy I was at, uh, this is actually in Southern Illinois, we stopped at this historic uh, landmark site, the Cahokia Mounds. Uh, and a guy's like, Oh, hey, are you from Montreal? And I'm like, No. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh okay i'm like but i'm a big fan <laughs> and he's like okay and i just kept walking uh, um but uh yeah i think i got three i think i got three like comments about the uh the expo's hat so three or that's four that's pretty
0: good yeah pretty good. I, I feel it, like i've never out of all the comments i've ever gotten are you from montreal is is not one of them so i i gotta
1: i wore i used to wear at some point I, I had an iowa cubs hat that i got when i went to an iowa cubs game and like people would ask me like, "Oh, are you from Iowa?" and I'd be like, "No." And like and the guy and like it happened one at, once at a game this like fucking buff dude was like, "Hey, you from Iowa?" and I'm like, "No." And he's like and he was like disappointed. And I was oh, like, "Oh god. I don't know." But anyway, I digress. But yeah, so there we go. Uh it's been a uh, it's been a while since we did an episode, so it just had a couple things to round up there.
0: Well, Jeremy, uh the topic for this week, uh, I'm excited about it. So it's uh yeah. uh so you know, MLB just uh, rearranged its um you know, it's prospect list. Uh, a couple of guys we've actually seen are yeah. in, are now in the top 20, which is exciting. Um, uh, but we figured we'd pick the worst case scenario for some of those guys.
1: <laughs> in, <laughs> and again, in true rain delay fashion, like what if these guys all turn out to be busts and a disappointment, what, 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 what player would they be comped to then? Cause yeah, you know, I, what, when you're prospecting guys, you know, it's always like fucking, uh, Jason Dominguez for the Yankees. He's like, he's the next Mickey Mantle or he's like a Mickey Mantle, Mike Trout comp. Oh really? Wow. What a, what a fair and uh, diplomatic uh, comp there. Uh, <laughs> the two, two of the arguably the best players in history of baseball.
0: Um, yeah, I, uh, my, my example for this, when I was texting you, Jeremy would have been Wander Franco. Who's no longer uh, listed as a prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wander Franco would have been Jurickson and Profar. That would be the yeah, worst is, case scenario for, for Wander Franco.
1: Yeah. That's, and it, which, which is a, brilliant um comparison um i guess if um if we're not did you so you didn't you uh that was we're, we're keeping him as an example jack because I, I had yeah a,
0: i was gonna say i was yeah i was just gonna keep that as an example but if you have one for wander franco we can we can you know you can say it
1: i have an alt i have an alt What what uh, is it and speaking of alt we saw him at the alt site uh tim beckham for oh Lincoln.
0: yeah, I feel like these are just sniper bullets, but that's a good yeah, that's a good one too, man. Oof, Tim Beckham is even worse than Jerickson Profar.
1: It, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I forgot that we saw Tim Beckham. He must. He must be in AAA. I gotta look that up up a second here. I wonder. Like, yeah, I wonder saw, if
1: they released him or what.
0: Yeah, like every single guy that we saw in that friggin' game has has been <laughs> in the major leagues at some point, except for Tim Beckham. Yep. Um, yeah. Um it says uh it says he's on the 60 day IL so he must have gotten hurt at some point
1: ah oh, jeez
0: yeah so there yeah. he goes tim beckham hopefully he saved up his signing bonus he was hitting 279 with 11 homers in triple a though so yeah he'll play he'll be he'll be somewhere next year in somebody's triple a he's only 31 You'd um, hope that
1: you'd hope for his sake that he could get a september call up maybe and if you know get a ring if the Sox win but
0: right right know. yeah that would be uh that'd be good for him. But yeah, that's a that's another good one, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. Former number one overall pick Tim Beckham. Um yeah. uh who we saw this season. Uh so Jeremy, one of one of my ones here, uh I it's the number one prospect overall in baseball right now is Adley Rushman. Um yep. and I put Matt Weeders for my worst case scenario for him.
1: Yeah, I mean that's 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 generous. I, I guess I don't I mean I gotta look at Matt Weeders' numbers. Like he, I, first of all, like, you got the uh, the Orioles comp there. But, um, yeah, I mean, the guy was around for a while, but, like, never really did what,
0: yeah, what they hoped he would do, you know. I'm surprised to see that he made four all-star teams.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, the, th- the threshold for, for catching is so weird that you hit double-digit homers and hit above – to 40, I guess you're, you're kind of, you might be a, 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 an all-star catcher. I don't know.
0: But. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Uh, I, you know, and I feel like weeders kind of, uh, he bounced around his last couple of years. He was with the, the Nats in St. Louis. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like uh, that's the, the floor, the floor for Ad, Adley Rushman is Matt Weeder's Matt Weeder's best season was in 2012. He had twenty three homers, eighty-three RBIs, and a two forty nine batting average, uh three twenty nine OBP. So that's you know, that's not bad for a catcher, but you know, Matt Wheaters was a fifth overall pick in two thousand seven and you know, people people really thought he was gonna be a star. Yeah. And his for a- sure. and his a- agent is Scott Boris, which I did not know. But um mm-hmm. yeah, so that would be that would be my uh my worst case scenario for Adley Rushman.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um I had two names here, Jack. I don't have two names for a lot, but I had two names for this one. Um, I kind of have a funny one that, that just popped into my head. Then I have, like, okay. another one that's a little controversial. But my funny one is, is Ryan LaVarnway.
0: <laughs> Ooh, is that – Did we see him, like, hitting back batting practice homers? Um, I'm not sure if we did or not. Okay, um, okay.
1: And it's not really – it's not really, like – it's not a fair comparison. Ryan LaVarnway was a sixth round draft pick, but he was I just no so like most notably for me, like a guy who like um was claimed like six, seven times off of waivers in like one off season. I'm not even sure what off season it was. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe the twenty sixteen like between twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen off season. But he was claimed like by a new team each week and some some of those teams like he was claimed multiple times and then like was tried to pass through waivers and kept getting claimed he's played on um I don't even I can't even count this one two three four five six seven eight different teams over 10 years he played in four games this fucking year uh with Cleveland um but uh yeah I mean that's
0: that's amazing to me
1: yeah so I guess I guess like what I'm saying is like worst case scenario he sticks in the league for 10 years but plays on eight different teams (laughs) <laughs> that would be so horrible. I just, I can't foresee that happening, but you know we're 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 talking worst case scenario here. So
0: sure, I um, mean that that definitely a worst case scenario. He's only played 160 games in in a in parts of 10 MLB seasons. Oh my
1: God, that is crazy. Like I wonder. I feel like there's probably guys like back in the 50s or something who did that, but like he's played the equivalent of one season over 10 years. Like that's wow. crazy.
0: Yeah. Jesus, man. Um, Yeah, even, I I don't even know if, yeah, Moonlight, yeah, Moonlight, that's like a Moonlight Graham type of thing, you know, for talking about uh, Field of Dreams. Wow. Um, So you said you had two names, two names, Radley Rushman.
1: I did have two. Jack, the other name that that jumped out to me, mostly because of draft position and then like kind of like second half of career, was Joe Maurer. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's, it's a little controversial. Joe Maurer. Ended up as a three oh six career batting average guy. Pretty, you can't really complain about that. But like, I do feel like he was. Um, I feel like they expected more power out of him, and he just never really was a power guy. So no, I after he signed that, bi- expecting.
0: Yeah, that big contract. He became a singles hitter.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think the 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 Orioles are expecting power out of Adley, uh, power and defense. So, um. So I think if they if he ended up if he ended up hitting um 143 career homers I feel like Orioles fans might be a little disappointed in that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, okay, that's a that's a good one. Um, yeah, Joe Mauer, those last eight years of his career, um, you know, I don't think anybody was really happy with it. Um, so Jeremy, another guy we so a guy we saw, uh, did we see Riley Green?
1: We saw him in the uh, the Under Armour game.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty cool. So we saw him in the Under Armour game back in 2018. He's now the seventh overall prospect in baseball for the Detroit yeah. Tigers, which That's is pretty, pretty cool, freaking awesome. He hit a hit home a... run in that game, if I recall Off. correctly. Off of the right field scoreboard, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was a that was a grown that was a grown man home run right there. And you know, he was in he was in high school still at that point. Yeah. So yeah. that was pretty cool. So uh, yeah, Riley Green, an outfielder. Um, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. Uh, hits and throws from the left side. Jeremy, I think the worst case for him would be Gregory Polanco.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. That would be bad. That would be disappointing for sure. Um.
0: I'm looking up Gregory Polanco right now, but I, I looked at him and I was like, uh, you know, he's got a similar build to Gregory Polanco. Gregory Polanco feels like he's been on the Pirates forever. He's like their he's like their version of lauri Garcia or something. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he's had he's had two years of 20 plus homers. But other than that, he's never done anything. Career 241 hitter. And he's on the Pirates this year, but he's hitting 199 in 99 games.
1: He, as a, as a, no matter like how pessimistic I've ever, I ever felt as a Cubs fan uh, during a game. Um, I always felt like Gregory Polanco was almost like a, I, like he was an easy out uh, for the Cubs. <laughs> so um, yeah, that would be bad. And he was definitely touted a lot uh, and international uh, free agent signing, I, I believe. Um, so I can't like, it's hard to compare from a draft standpoint. Riley green was taken fifth overall in 2019, Um, but, uh, but yeah, that would be bad for sure.
0: Yeah. And I will say Gregory Polanco robbed a home run that, that would have won a game for the Brewers. So, you know, Mm, fuck, fuck that guy.
1: (laughs) Very nice. Um, Jack, did you have, uh, did you have Julio Rodriguez, the number two, uh,
0: yes, uh, yes, I did. Who did you have for him?
1: All right. So we should just say real quick, J-Rod, um, uh, just, uh, no, you know, number one, a, uh, prospect for the Mariners, uh, to Jared Kellinick, who also graduated off of this list. Um, but, uh, definitely by all accounts, like a five tool guy, um, (laughs) Jack, I had, uh, so I started up when I should say, Jack, when I started making my list, I was kind of just throwing like, kind of like, um, like free association kind of guys out there, Uh but still kind of funny names. Um, as I, as I went on, I got a little more precise with my comps, but, um this one is a little more free association, but Jack, I, I said James Loney.
0: Uh yeah, James Loney, the uh, the old first baseman, right?
1: Yeah, I mean I was thinking he played a little outfield. Yeah, sure. Like, like corner
0: corner outfield. Maybe he played a little center field, but uh yo, yeah, I mean I, I for sure remember remember James Loney.
1: Yeah, nineteenth round draft pick, James Loney, so that's okay. Not, you know, I mean, a guy who was around in the league for a while, but a 284 hitter, 108 home runs for his career. Yeah, J-
0: James Loney, do you mean for first round, 19th overall? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. I say, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, hit 284. I'm surprised James Loney hit 284 for his career.
1: I Yeah, I know. I, I mean, and this is a guy who I feel like did, was a Cubs killer, but um, I know he did well in like the uh, 08 playoffs against the Cubs, I'm pretty sure. Might have hit a homer, um, but uh, but yeah, like you know, just it's like ugh, James Loney, ugh, like <laughs> like what if J. Rod became James Loney? Like that would suck for for Mariners fans.
0: Yeah, he he should have been on our all boring guys list. He was a he was he a, fir- a first baseman who didn't hit for power and never like didn't even hit three hundred. You know, he yeah. was like a he was a poor man's um, Mark Grace.
1: Yeah, most definitely.
0: Um, yeah, so I I had uh I had um. Uh, Julio Rodriguez as well, Jeremy, my pick for him. So I saw, you know, an outfielder, six, three, uh, you know, kind of 180. So kind of a skinny guy, uh, hits and throws from the right side. Um, you know, and seems like he's got all the tools, but if he never put it together, I could see him being Michael A. Taylor.
1: Ah, yeah, sure. For sure.
0: Um, I... Michael, yeah. Michael A. Taylor is at a strange career. He was on the nationals for like, you know, uh, a million years now he's now he's on the Royals. He's playing every day. He's hitting two forty one with ten homers. But like this guy's never even played a full season.
1: Yeah, um, and like for some reason they were just like committed to him. Um, I don't know what his. Uh, I wonder if Dust how much Dusty Baker had to do with that. But like um, I don't know if Michael A. Taylor like had like power numbers in the minors. Um, I definitely think. Mariners are expecting more power from, uh, yeah. I mean, Michael Taylor had a couple,
0: yeah. 23 homers in 2014 before he got called up for the first time.
1: Yeah. Um, and 20 and, uh, 14 and 2015. Um, or actually no, that was with the, that was with the big league club. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think like I do, if there's one thing about J rod that I'm a little concerned about is maybe his power numbers. Um, so like I could see maybe him not, and ending up hitting for a lot of power in the majors. Um, so I can see that's a, that's a pretty decent comp.
0: All right. All right. Um, Jeremy, did you have Spencer Torkelson? I did. I
1: did. Okay. Um, not one of the ones I was stronger about, but I do have him. Okay. Um, okay. You, you don't yeah, have I'll, to
0: share if you don't want to, but no, um, I'll share it
1: first since it's not okay. that great. Um, but yeah. I just had, I had Patrick wisdom.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, hey, uh, you know, i think that uh you know maybe he'll like end up on the maybe if that's the case maybe spencer torkelson will be on the cubs like you know by the time he actually becomes something like patrick wisdom is like 29 years old so
1: and he may win the rookie of the year this year which is is
0: (laughs) yeah i wonder wonder what the the oldest rookie of the year is or was
1: uh i know right it's uh, that's like um that would be a good question
0: he'd have to be yeah that, that'd be a good trivia question i don't know the answer but he would patrick wisdom would have to be right up there considering he's yeah he's 29 and like on his third or fourth team uh so yeah that's a good one though jeremy um i i picked matt laporta
1: yeah for sure yeah um, there was a there was a couple good names for third basement for third base prospects out there matt laporta definitely being one of them
0: sure and like laporta was more a first baseman but I, i'm kind of uh you know I, i'm kind of thinking that uh they're going to move Torkelson to first, uh, you know, before it's all yeah. said and done. Um, uh, you know, another guy that I was thinking, like, realistically for Spencer Torkelson would have been Phil Nevin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, Nevin had about two or three good years where he had, like, you know, 20 or thirty, thirty 30-plus homers and 100 RBIs. But other than that, he didn't do much outside of those really good seasons he had. So I, I could see Spencer Torkelson – in like a, a worst case scenario being like a Phil Nevin type of guy who was also a number one pick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Okay. Um, Jack, I have uh Bobby Witt who I believe is a th- sure. junior who's the yeah. third, uh third prospect um, yeah. who we also saw in the uh, Under Armour game. The same game as Riley green. The only two guys to hit Homer in that game.
0: Right. Right. Uh, who, who did you, they were, they were, who did you uh, compare him to?
1: Well, Jack, I feel like you might have this one, Jack. And this one's a little more obvious, but uh, I had Dansby
0: Swanson. Yeah, that was what I had, too. Yeah. All right. For sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, just a guy who, like, uh, number one overall, Dansby Swanson.
0: Yes, he was. Number one
1: overall. Yeah. Out of Vanderbilt, like, high pedigree. Bobby Wood came out of, got drafted out of high school. But, um, yeah, and just, like, Dansby Swanson is just sucks. Like,
0: yeah, sucks. he does. He does suck. He's having an OK year this year. He's got 24 home runs. Um, he's yeah. hitting 265 and he's he, he's played in 121 games. But yeah, he sucks, man. He's nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just a just a, I, I, I think just generally a disappointment. If he wasn't surrounded by Acuna and Albies, I feel like people would be going after him or he's almost like the Jason Hayward of like the 2016 Cubs. <laughs> like he's kind of like shielded by these guys. Um, but uh, definitely, definitely got to be a disappointment.
0: No, for sure. Um, well, yeah, I'm glad we were on the same page as that one. Um, uh, I, for that one, uh, so I, I also had Marcelo Meyer. There were a lot of shortstops in the top, you know, in the top 20 prospects here. There must have been yeah. about seven, seven or eight shortstops. It was insane. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I have uh, Marcelo Meyer, and so uh, you know the uh, the prospect uh, uh, prospect website for MLB lists basically lists him as being a. Like best case scenario, Corey Seager. So I, I actually put his worst case scenario as Corey Seager. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Um, like Corey Seager. You know, overall, he he was the rookie of the year. He had a he had a good rookie season. Um, but I just you know, and he, he I guess he had a good playoffs last year. But outside of that, I, I just I think the guy is just overrated and and uh, overpriced. You know, he's like the New Year's Eve of of baseball players. Um, he's just, he's never, he's never done, he's never done shit and I wouldn't want him on my team. And he got injured this year and like the Dodgers had to go out and get Trey Turner. Um, yeah. so like, you know, for me, I I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to have the next Corey Seager in my farm system.
1: He, he is injured, huh? That's why
0: he he, he was, he's only played like 50 plus games this year. So I think he's back now, but I mean, he was injured. Yeah. What a joke. I mean,
1: yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, the guy's never been, I mean, okay. So he, he also won a uh, world series MVP, I guess, but like he did prior to prior to last year, the guy was like, he was hurt in 2016, I believe. Like when the Cubs played the uh, Dodgers, he was um, in the NLCS. Like it's like, dude, you gotta be, you gotta be on the field. Like you gotta be there helping your fucking team win. I think like he's, I, I was gonna say, he's like the LA of, of cities or something like it's like, <laughs> it's like LA. Like it's like, yeah, it's just like if this guy wasn't in L.A., he would be just completely overlooked. And, and probably if he didn't have as much protection as he does, like, kind of, yes, yeah, kind of similar to Dansby Swanson. Like, I think he would be getting like a lot more criticism and, and rightfully so.
0: For sure. Yeah. And that's a good point, Jeremy. If he if he wasn't on the Dodgers, no one would even know who this guy was.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, totally overrated for sure. Um, Jeremy, did you do Brennan Davis? I I do have Brennan. I definitely did Brennan Davis. Okay.
0: All right. Well, you.
1: Why don't you go first, Jack?
0: Yeah, this is going to be a real sniper bullet for you, Jeremy. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, Brennan Davis has shot up. So, we saw Brennan Davis in the South Bend game um, when no one had any clue that he was going to be a top-20 prospect. We we
1: saw him right before he broke out, Jack. Like, I swear to God, like, the next week he broke out, and then, like, people were talking about it. I'm like, what? Like, I mean, I knew of him because... I obviously follow the Cubs, but I'm like, where the hell did this guy shoot up from? Like,
0: yeah. And yeah. now he's, um, now he's the number 14 prospect in all of baseball. Insane. Um, yeah. uh, so yeah, Brennan Davis, uh, junior Lake is his worst case scenario. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> all
1: right. Yeah. I mean, that's uh that's an easy one there. I think junior Lake, if you want to throw in a Felix PA at me, that's fine. with his <laughs> Twisted testicle and all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's a good one. um, Yeah, I mean, it's hard to – like, I was not sold on on Brennan Davis until, like, until the Futures game this year. Like, he hit two homers, won the MVP. So fucking cool to see. Um, But uh, especially after, like, the Cubs were, like, in the mired in that 11-game losing streak at that time. Um, So it's, you know, and just with with everything that's going on, like, you know, Cubs fans can kind of try to look forward to Brennan Davis. I'm sure that's not going to give him too much pressure. Um, and force him to to crumble, but uh, but yeah, so it's a very exciting. Um, and he's he's just he continues to rake. He's at double A right now, just raking. Um, so like I, it's like if if I, when I saw him, if I wasn't convinced, it's like just I have to just trust the numbers and trust like his output because he just he keeps raking. So, um, but for for us for the for the real diehard Cubs fans who listen to this podcast and who can remember back to the '80s uh, and and till now. Uh, the 80s 90s and, and today um we uh i got i got three names here um because there was just there was just a just um uh just a, a, a litany of like disappointing cubs prospects um so uh ty cunningham uh, was one from like the late 80s um or you know what hold on no, no, no. See, there you go. I'm conflating, 2 I'm actually conflating, two. There was Ty Griffin and Earl Cunningham, I believe, um, were two just Cubs busts, like two Cubs rookie busts. Sure,
0: um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking up Ty Griffin here. Uh, first round pick, ninth overall. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just never even made the majors.
1: No, no. Um, and then Earl Cunningham is another one, uh, eighth overall by the Cubs in 1989. Um, just... Just bums. Just (laughs) just, uh, never made the major leagues. Uh, Neither either one of them. Total bums. Then I throw I got a Derek May in there. Oh, yeah. I remember Derek May. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then just for just for good measure, just to hit all of our demographics for the the millennials out there. uh, I got Brett Jackson, who is another. Just fucking everyone was talking about Brett Jackson. It was Brett Jackson and, and Josh Vitters and they played a career they played a combined probably like 10 major league games or something just fucking dog trash and uh (laughs) yeah just horrible so um if you know uh hopefully by putting that out there into the universe the the opposite will come true but um but yeah so that's that's what i got for worst case scenarios for wow um, for brennan davis
0: Wow, you you went to a dark place with that one, Jeremy. Well,
1: it's, you know, it's it's still raw even after all these years <laughs>
0: in one World Series. Um all right, let me see here. I, okay, so we also I'm trying to get other guys we saw. So we saw Keybert Ruiz um oh, okay. play in the majors this year. Uh, he yep. is currently listed as the 19th overall prospect, but we saw him uh play with the Dodgers and we saw him hit a home run, which was I believe,
1: uh I believe we saw his second career uh at Nah, maybe it was his second career at bat
0: but um i think it uh, might have been his second career home run yeah or was, it was it his second, first was it his first home run
1: it was his second home run because he hit a home run on his first um his first at bat okay i think i think his first at bat of the season he both seasons he hit a home run so that's what right. he's, that's what he's got
0: going for him Right on. Um, yeah, so Keybert Ruiz, uh, we did see him this year, and it kind of snuck up on us too, because I, I don't know if he was listed on the on the roster for that in that program we had. Was um, and And uh, you know, so so we kind of uh, just didn't really realize that he was even batting. But uh, so anyway, hit a home run game we were at. I think the worst um, case scenario for him is Francisco Mejia.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. And like, I don't understand what's going on with Francisco Mejia. He him getting traded to the Rays I thought was going to be a good thing but they and he plays like once a week and he does really well he he does well but um he just has they just won't play him and like he can't get playing time anywhere
0: Yeah um it just doesn't seem right I mean he made his debut in 2017 he's only 25 but right now it just kind of doesn't seem like he's ever going to do anything um yeah. I would take I'd take him on the Brewers
1: Yeah I would I would too I mean if the Cubs if, if if catcher was the one position they didn't hold on to someone, I would I would definitely say the Cubs could use him. But yeah, it's hard to hard to say. But uh, yeah, that that would be a bad one for sure.
0: Jeremy, I had Shane uh, Boz too. Did you have Shane Boz? Uh, no, I didn't have Shane Boz. Okay, yeah, all right. Well, I'll uh, I'll give you mine for Shane Boz, a guy with like a big fastball. Um, uh, his his fastball rates as a seventy, um, uh, out of eighty on the, uh, the old top 100 prospects list. I listed uh Nathan Evaldi for Shane, for Shane uh, Boz.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Evaldi little, I feel like he's bigger than Shane Boz, but that would definitely, um, yeah, I feel like I missed sh- how big of a prospect Nate Evaldi was, but, um, just a guy who we th- you thought was going to like finally break out and become like a, a top pitcher and just never has.
0: No. Um and also cool, Jeremy. So two prospects from that South Bend game. Um the number twenty prospect and the number fourteen prospect, Brent uh Brendan Davis. Uh yeah, we, we saw both of them. Shane boz we got his autograph too. He's the twentieth prospect overall now. That's pretty neat.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh yeah, it is really cool how many of the guys we've seen uh together for this podcast. Um so yeah, that's a good one, Jack. Um I know you had uh, we had Brennan Davis for the Cubs, Jack. uh, I had to go ahead and pick Garrett Mitchell for the Brewers. Okay. Ooh,
0: that's a good one. Who did you who did you have for Garrett Mitchell?
1: (laughs) You didn't have Garrett Mitchell, did you, Jack? No, I didn't. Okay, well, (laughs) Jack, you're gonna like my worst case scenario for Garrett Mitchell. Uh huh. And this is what did you call it? A shot. Uh, uh, A sniper bullet. A sniper bullet. Yeah. Well, get ready, Jack, for that. You know, sniper bullet. You always have a w- fair warning for, right? So, Jack, here's your sniper bullet coming to you. Pssh! Juan Pierre.
0: <laughs> Ooh, Juan Pierre. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, they. I mean, they say that Garrett Mitchell isn't going to hit for any power. So I can see yeah. that. Hey, I will say, Jeremy, Juan Pierre had some okay years. He, he had a couple of three. I think this is like, uh, you know, him like maybe being with like some some bad Cubs teams is like coming back to haunt you. Um, I mean, yeah, the guy—the guy played a. He had five straight seasons of 162 games played. Uh, yeah. he hit 295 for his <laughs> career. Um, you know, as F. Murray Abraham said about the Oscar curse, um, you know, hey, if if it was a curse, I'll take two.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, for sure, I guess this is a little one of the more optimistic ones because yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, so the the one difference is that um, I don't think Garrett Mitchell is not going to have the same speed that Juan Pierre did, but. Juan Pierre won a batting title, right? Um, uh,
0: uh, he or, did not. Oh no, he
1: hey he led the league in hits. Uh, um, with when he was with the Cubs, not the batting title, but he yeah he led the league in hits. Uh, did it twice actually. Um, but uh yeah, good with a bat. Um, so if Garrett Mitchell doesn't develop power, um, you know I got him in the Juan Pierre territory.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I would say like worst case scenario for Garrett Mitchell would be Brett Phillips.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a fair one. Brett Phillips has like been making like some plays lately. I I only know this because he's had like two tops now cards made of him recently, which is like <laughs> you got to be doing something well if if you if you get two tops now cards within like a week or two span. So, I haven't really followed what he's been doing, but uh, I guess the the Rays are doing well, so so there's that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, say, yeah, it's hitting 215 with 10 homers, but I guess you know, playing playing excellent defense. So that's a that's a good one. Um, sure. All right, Jeremy, what do you say we each do two more? How how about that? Yeah, I like it. Okay, okay. Um, man, this has got to be okay. So you know, you were talking about Joey Bart. The other mm-hmm. day, um, you know, hoping that the, the Giants were gonna get, you know, give Joey Bart to the Cubs in exchange for Bryant. I was like, You're dreaming, dude. That's not gonna happen. But um anyway, Joey Bart, catcher, number two overall draft pick, I think. Uh I put Mike Zunino.
1: Yeah, I thought about that too. They look alike too, which helps. They do. Um, but uh I thought about that too. There's no way that Joey Bart hits for that kind of power, but I don't, you don't, I don't think so? I don't think that's in his I don't think so. I don't think that's in his game. But, okay. I mean, he might be a Mauer type of guy too, but sure. like, yeah, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see like what, what happens with Joey Bart. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought about Mike Zunino came up, uh, I think for that, for him as well for me. And I didn't put it down just cause like, I'm like, Mike Zunino is like, he was a high draft pick. Um, but, uh, he was, he know. was, a, he was a
0: top 10 pick, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, the guy hits a lot of homers. Uh, he's a starting catcher. Uh, made it to a World Series. I don't know. Like, I definitely a disappointment. I think like he's just not a all around good player. Like,
0: no, only a two, 202 career average. He made an All Star team this year. He's got twenty six home runs, which is more than he's ever had in a season. He's already got more homers in, and he's only batted two hundred forty seven times. So he's not even playing every day. He's hitting a home run. You know about every 10 at bats, which is kind of crazy. Um, But yeah, he's, he's always kind of been the definition of a three true outcome guy or almost a two true outcome guy. It's either a home run or a strikeout with him. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I think overall he's been a disappointment and that's, that's who I'd have Joey Bart as. Yeah, for
1: sure. I would, I would, I would put Joe Maurer on, on Joey Bart and I'll, uh, I'll keep Ryan LaVarnway on on Adley (laughs) Rushman, but uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, let's see, Jack. Uh, so I got a couple other good ones that I'd like to get in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Get them
0: in there. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Jack, I have Royce Lewis. Oh, ooh, okay. Yeah, that would have been a good one for Tim Beckham. Who did you have for Royce Lewis? <laughs>
1: well, Jack, for Royce Lewis, gotta have Royce Clayton.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, that let Royce look. Clayton was with the Brewers for a year.
1: Yeah, let me look up Royce Clayton. Um, he was, uh, 15th overall draft pick. Royce Clayton uh,
0: was?
1: Yeah. Yep. Wow. Uh, by the Giants in 1988 <laughs> out of high school. Um, but uh, so Royce Lewis was number w- um He was the number, number one, one pick. One. Yep. Yeah, number one overall out yep. of high school. We saw him. Um, not looking good for Royce Lewis. Wasn't looking good up until this year, and then I think he tore his Achilles or something. Like yeah. Missing the whole year. Um, Roy- Royce Clayton career – he played 17 years in the yeah, goddamn big he played, leagues
0: played forever he played for a bunch of teams yeah I remember him being on the Brewers for a year he played 146 games with the Brewers um I don't yeah. remember him at all on the White Sox no
1: uh two years though <laughs> I, I kind of yeah. remember him on the White Sox actually but yeah the Giants the Cardinals the Rangers White Sox D-backs Rockies Red Sox. I well, fuck it. I don't care. He was on, he was on the
0: same. friggin' Nationals, but he would be a good baseball resume uh, one. Yeah, um, I wouldn't I even. Know. I wouldn't even come close to getting no. that.
1: I'm not even uh, sure if I could remember that he was on the Giants, but
0: no. Uh, I I remember. I remember that because that was when I was I first started following baseball. Um, but yeah, Royce Clayton made 32 million dollars for his career uh, for a guy like that. That's not too shabby. Um, man, I mean, I would say at this point, I think Royce Lewis. Would be thrilled to have a Royce <laughs> Clayton career, considering how his minor league career has gone so far.
1: For sure. Yeah, he would be. That, that That's the key. That's a key thing. Jack. He would be because <laughs> he would be. Yeah, he, that means he would played for 17 years. But uh, um, 110 homers, 258 average. I mean, he is a shortstop, but that's not what you draft the number one overall pick uh, to be at shortstop. No, um not. so uh that would be bad. Yeah. That would be bad.
0: Bad for Twins fans, for sure. Yeah. Um yeah. what other what other good ones you got?
1: Um okay, Jack. I got um let's see. Uh da, 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 da. I
0: got one that I want to close it out with. Okay, so do um, I. Yeah. Okay, is it do you want to just hit those two? Sure we, we can. We can. Um uh, My mine is Are, actually Oh yeah, go ahead.
1: Or do you want to do, a, one, more yeah, do one more and then close it out? Yeah, let's do
0: one more and then close it out all right let's do that
1: okay jack well um i got uh i'll take i'll go with this one jack uh alec bohm uh alec Baum, however you want to say sure. it um i think he's graduated off the list um uh did uh wait he did not win the rookie of the year last year um but uh he was a lot of people thought he should have uh he's not doing well this year um having kind of i i don't even know if you would call it a sophomore slump because he barely you know they barely played enough last year but um Seven homers, 248 batting average. Been playing pretty much every day. Yeah, 110 um,
0: games played already, yeah.
1: Yeah, so not looking great there. Um, Former third uh, overall pick uh, by the Phillies in 2018. Jack, uh, as a third baseman, I I had to go with a comp here of Mike Olt.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's a good one, man. Um, I mean, I I I thought phonetically you were going to go with uh, Michael Franco uh, because he was a Philly. But yeah, Mike Old yeah. is even worse, man. And I, you know, I think uh, yeah. So uh, Baum has seven home runs this year and a 400 plus plate appearances. Uh, mm-hmm. Not what you draft a, a guy third overall for who's a uh, who's a third baseman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, yeah, I think one of those home runs was against uh, Eric Sogard.
1: Uh, that's right. I think yeah, yeah, that's right. Damn, that
0: sucks. So hey, you know what? Like they say, like you know, when when you look in the box score the next morning, you never you never know it you know like you know when people look at his baseball card years from now they'll see he hit seven homers and say like, oh seven homers is you know maybe not that bad but i i will remember i will remember that one of those was off eric sogard
1: <laughs> definitely and so we'll um uh i don't know <laughs> people that i don't agree with politically um but uh, but yeah um so um yeah yeah so there you go mike olt i think mike olt um i feel like Michael was projected to have more power than Alec Bohm, like in his career. But um, at this you know, Michael hit sixteen career homers, so um, I feel like Alec Bohm should probably beat that unless Alec Bohm uh, joins, you know, the Hari Krishna's and disappears <sighs> in baseball or something. But um, one fun fact about Michael, Jack, then looking at his baseball reference is Twitter handle molt and lava twenty.
0: Oh, that's a uh, that's a good one. I guess. Yeah, um, yeah that's <laughs> right. Th- th- you know, that's that's better. That's more creative than I would have uh, you know would have figured for a guy like him. Hey, you know for what? Sure. If th- if a few uh, if a few things would have fallen Mike Olds' way, um, he could have been like Patrick Wisdom.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I well. Yeah. Right. I bet he's watching Patrick Wisdom right now and being like, "Why didn't anyone give me a third chance?"
0: You know? <laughs> um. Other... That's well, that's a good one. I J, so Jeremy, I want to end mine on Jason Dominguez, who you know, despite having fucking played hardly at all, is mm-hmm. in the top twenty prospects. He's number seventeen, um, just eighteen years old. Jason Dominguez. First of all, I, I want to say his measurements are not impressive. No. 5'10", um, 190?
1: Yeah, it's so pedestrian. Yeah. If not if not below average. No. Like, yeah. Honestly, it is below average. Like it's like who gets excited about a 5'10" baseball player? I don't know.
0: No. Um, you know, I'm, you know, he's bordering on a being a micro guy for baseball. <laughs> um so yeah. yeah, but Jeremy, my my worst case scenario for Jason Dominguez would be Babe Ruth.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: There you go. Uh named Rain Delay Theater's number 1 uh, player um in history. So there's no way jason dominguez can be uh you know that that's the absolute floor for him um <laughs> uh you know nope. but i so i i joke but like even in his profile for uh the top 100 on on mlb.com mlb's official site it's it's listing names like bo jackson mickey mantle mike trout um so even even nope. there even they're putting these names in there um they say he engenders comparisons to some of these guys. And it's like, give me a, give me a break, man. Stop it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he's got two homers so far in the minor leagues. Yeah. You'd, you think he would be tearing it up. I mean, I he, he didn't start playing until uh, July, but, but even still that's plenty of time to, to rack up 10 homers off of some crap pitching. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. When you're comparing him to those kind of guys and he's like, eh, he's just going to be, it turns out he's just going to be a Babe Ruth. It's like, well, I guess we'll live <laughs> with it. Um, but we were really hoping for, you know, a combination of <laughs> trout, mantle, and bow. But, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, a, a cosmic gumbo, as they would say on uh, <laughs> I Think You Should Leave. Yeah, he's hitting um, – I'm, I'm try- trying to look he's at his stats. He, he's in 238.
1: He's in 238 in uh, 33 games spread between, like, Complex uh, League and uh, A-Ball with two homers.
0: That's just that, – that's embarrassing. Um, 43 43 to...
1: strikeouts. 43 strikeouts fifteen walks. I mean it's not obviously this guy, this is the first professional ball that this kid's playing, so we'll give him a break, but like Right. It's just like people are spending like like five, six figures on his like autograph like prospect cards. It's it's fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean at this point like, you know, I I'd, I'd take Derek May minor league numbers there. Yeah. Derek yeah. May hit like 300 over four seasons in the minors. So did he? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that. Yeah. But he was. Yeah. He was on the Brewers, Jeremy, for a half season. So that's why. That's why I remember Derek mm-hmm. May. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that was. Uh, I was just going to end it on that one because yeah, Jason Dominguez. Um, you know, the most hyped prospect in in you know in some time. We'll see. We'll see if it pans okay. out.
1: Conceptually, we probably should have ended with that one, but uh, <laughs> mine, is, mine is just goofy. Um, if you remember, uh, listeners, um, last week I had an A to C joke about uh, Christian Yelich um, doing a good job on Saturday Night Live. Um, Jack, I have Christian Pache, uh, Christian Pache uh, like center field prospect for okay. the, uh, the Atlanta Braves. I think he's graduated from the list, too at this point, but still still considered relatively a prospect, still a rookie eligibility this year. Jack, um, follow along with me now, but uh, for for worst-case scenario for Christian Pache, I have Jose Urena.
0: Ooh, Jose Urena. Okay, does this, this guy have a uh, penchant for throwing at people? Uh, no, he.
1: but um, Jose Urania does have a penchant for throwing at Braves prospects or or rookie stars. Uh And so, you know, so he threw it at at fucking uh, Ronald Acuna, almost put him on the DL because he fucking let off six games in a row with a homer or something. Mm -hmm. So so you have to hit him, of course, because, (laughs) because he's doing good. Not to mention the fact that he was the most exciting player in baseball at the time. And Jose Urania is a piece of shit who no one gives a shit about. Never sold one ticket in his fucking life, even though his family. Because if, even if they went, they got their tickets for free. Um, total piece of shit. Throwing at fucking Ronald Acuna, um, not the opposite of a piece of shit. Um, so so when you think about like the anti Acuna, I think of Jose Urania. And so if if Christian Pache, who's also an outfield prospect it becomes the anti acuna he automatically becomes Jose Urania. So that's that's why I comped him to Jose Urania.
0: Okay. That was like an Ada an, A to, an A to <laughs> D joke.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well hey, it's you know, we're 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 <laughs> We're over an hour into the po- the podcast, so why not do? do
0: yeah, it, um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to replay that and try to like write it out as a football play or something, so I can, yeah, I you, can figure uh, that one out.
1: We'll draw one of those things where the str- where it's connect a picture is connected with yarn. You know, we'll do one of those and I'll, <laughs> I'll walk you through it. <laughs> I'll walk myself through it too.
0: All right, well this was fun and uh, uh, it's also cool because next week. Uh, we're going to be going to a, a minor league game, our first and probably last of the year, uh, Beloit yeah. Snappers versus Cedar Rapids Colonels, who we saw Royce Lewis and Alex Kirilov play on. We so did, that'll be yeah, fun. So, so this kind of gets me in the mood to see some prospects.
1: Definitely, yeah. We'll t- hopefully, try, well, <laughs> looking at the top 100, I'm not sure if we're going to see, and I'm not sure if any of these guys are going to be there, but um, uh you know maybe there'll be guys who will be there next year so yeah
0: hey i mean we didn't know about brendan davis so maybe somebody will blow up right after we see him um for sure cool well this was fun um so for rain delay theater i'm jack swakowski and i'm jeremy d'inizio we'll see you next time later